Shalom, 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 Israel. This is the voice that cries out in the wilderness. And this is the seventh day of week, the Shabbat, the day of rest. So I pray that we go into this day with gladness and thanksgiving in our hearts, brothers and sisters, because this is the day that Yah has made. Hallelujah. Um, like I said, I pray that you've done well this week. This last six days have been without any problems for you. Um, if it has, I pray that you learn a lesson from this, from whatever problems you come up with, have come up with or been faced with this week. Um, just was sitting at home today, didn't go anywhere. It was uh, I usually go worship with some brothers and sisters on this day. But uh, some things, you know, people were busy, um, a little tired myself. <laughs> so we just decided to stay at home. But I wanted to give you guys a quick little word, if possible. Um, I apologize again for not recording much this week. Been a very busy week for me. But uh, y'all knows. Um, y'all knows why. So I thank you. I thank you for listening. Um, give all praises given to the Most High. And let me talk to you quickly, briefly, about what I have for you today. So I wanted to title this, I Was Blind But Now I See. Okay. I was blind from now I see. So I was actually looking at reading um, the book of John and I was reading the ninth chapter and there was a part in there that talks about the healing of a blind man. And it kind of gave me um, the thought for the title of this, um, the one I wanted to give you guys. So let's bear with me for a second. I'm trying not to take too much of your time this day because uh, I want to spend the rest of my day uh, resting and yeah, but let me read this for you. So I wanted you to look at John chapter 9, verse 1 through 28. Now, that's a long chapter, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want to read the first 28 verses. I want to get a point out of this, and I want to break some things down. So it begins. And passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Teacher, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? The Mashiach Yahushua answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of Elohim might be made manifest in him. It is necessary for me to work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one is able to work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said that, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and applied the clay to the eyes of the blind man. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Shiloh, which translated as sent. So he went and washed and came seeing. Therefore, the neighbors and those who saw him before that he was blind said, Is this not he who was sitting and begging? Others said, This is he. Others said, it is, it is like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, How were you, your eyes open? He answered, said, A man called Yahushua made clay, and applied it to my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Shiloh and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the one who was once blind. Now it was a Sabbath when Yahshua, Yahushua, made the clay and opened his eyes. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him, said again, How he had received his sight. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes, and I wash, and I see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from Elohim, because he does not guard the Shabbat. Others said, How is a man who is a sinner able to do such miracles? 
and there was a division among them. So they said to the blind once again, what do you say about him because he opened your eyes? And he said, he is a prophet. However, the Yahudim did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight till they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked him saying, is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered him and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But now he now, but how he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes? We do not know. He is of age. Ask him. He shall speak concerning himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Yahudim. For the Yahudim had already agreed that if anyone confessed that he was Mashiach, Mashiach, he should be put out of the congregation. Because of this, his parents said, he is of age. Ask him. So for the second time, they, they called the man who was blind and said to him, give esteem to Elohim. We know that this man is a sinner. Then he answered and said, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. All I know that I was blind and now I see. And they asked him once more, what did he do to you? He did. How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already and you did not hear. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his Talmudim also or his disciples also? Then they abused him and said, you are his disciple, but we are the disciples of Moshe. Hallelujah. Okay, I wanted to break that down. All right. So when we look at the story, we can see that the parallels to our own walk. If you really look at it, if you really look at the story, you can see the parallels to our own walk, our own life. When we woke up from our spiritual sleep. And when we once we opened our eyes to the knowledge of the truth. So if we look at verse one through three first. First part of that says they saw a man and they, he, they were as they were passing by and the disciples asked Mashiach who had sinned, the parents or this man. OK, but Yahushua said to him, no one sinned. But the works of Elohim will be made manifest in him. Now, this is a very important point to, that I wanted to point at, uh, brothers and sisters. So if you know the Torah and you've studied the Torah, the Torah tells us that because of the curses or the disobedience of Israel, that the curses will be passed down to the third and fourth generation. Okay, so the, the disobedience of our forefathers, which is causing us to receive a lot of the plagues and, and destruction and and diseases that we're faced with today. Okay, that we're going to be feeling the effects of this sin forever. Like the father has said, it was because of the disobedience of our forefathers. This is why we're still experiences, experiencing the curses and the wrath of slavery because of our, um, our disobedience. But unless there's true repentance, you know, you, the punishment never stops. So if you were repented, if you repent for the sins of your forefather, then the punishment stops with you. Okay. So when Messiah said, no one has sinned, but the works of the Elohim be mastered, manifested to him. Because he said, no one sinned, but the works of the Elohim will be manifested through him or in him. So let's look at the, something for a second. The Hebrew definition of manifest means to be made known what is hidden. Okay? To be made known what is hidden. So in this healing, a purpose was revealed, brothers and sisters, to the man and all those who saw it. He became a witness to everyone who saw him 
as well as the purpose of why it would happen. Say, so now when we relate to us, if you think about this and you relate to our personal spiritual walk, being woken up to who we are and everything, and or being woken up to who Yah is, you think about it, you get a deeper understanding. Okay, all of us were spiritually blind. Nobody that's listening to my voice can deny this. All of us were spiritually blind, walking in sin. You know, even if we were going to church every Sunday, listening to these false doctrines that these people are giving us, you know, these traditions of men that the scripture talks about. This could be such as following Christmas, going to church on Sunday, following Easter, which is all pagan, if you really study it, and even the, the Vatican explain tells you that they you know that they follows a lot of the uh, pagan practices, but they just combined it with Christianity. You know, by doing this, we didn't know you were spiritually lost. You didn't know, we didn't know that anything was a problem. Like everybody else is doing it. Hey, I didn't know this is a spiritual problem and that I'm spiritually lost. As I said, it didn't matter how often we went to church. And I grew up in a church like a lot of us that are listening to my voice did. But one day, one day, while we were going through life, those who have woken up, y'all placed something in front of us that opened our eyes for the first time of of what we were doing and why we were blind and that we were blind. Okay? So just like the blind man, he did it to manifest something within us. Within us, for people that see us, they can see that, oh my goodness, these people, they, something is different about them right now. Very powerful, brothers and sisters. I want you to think about that. Just keep looking and thinking about that when we're looking at this uh, this passage. Hallelujah. So if we go to um, 6 and 7 of that same verse, we're only sticking with chapter 9 today of John. But if we look at 6 and 7 of that same verse, he said, after he said that, he spit on the ground and made saliva. And he made like a mud. Then he put it on the eyes of this man. And once he did that, he told him to go wash in the pool of Shiloh. Now I want you to really, really, really look at this. This is very interesting. Before he healed him, he made a clay and put it on his eyes. Okay, he made a clay and put it on his eyes, and then he told him to go wash in the in the in the um in the pool of Shiloh. This is very interesting that he did this. When I look at this, I see a mini um, creation, if you will, then a baptism. So the same way Yah made man with the dirt and the clay and everything. Our Mashiach did the same thing by putting clay or spit on the eyes of this man. And afterwards, he told him for him to receive his sight to go wash in the pool of Shiloh. And he did that and he was restored. So physics, think about this for a second. This is honestly the, very similar to the way we all were restored. Okay. Yah came to each and every one of us, each and every one of us while we were sinning. Where we were deep in the midst of sin. And he came to us. Many of us were doing some very filthy things at that time. But Yah began to open up our eyes. I know personally I can say that too. I was running around a womanizer. Very, not a nice person. And Yah came to me where I was at in the midst of me doing my sin. And began to reveal himself to me. 
man, it's a very powerful thing, brothers and sisters. Think about that. He started showing me that everything I had done was being was wrong and against his will. And then after that, he I, he told me to go wash myself, and that's when I got baptized. If you haven't got baptized yet, brothers and sisters, don't forget. Don't um, ignore the calling to be baptized. You want to be cleansed. Think of it as a, as a rebirth. Your body, your your old person that you once were is killed, is murdered, is buried in the water. And then once you renew, you come out, you're a new creature. So if you have not, and maybe I'll teach you on baptism one time, but if you have not re received your baptism yet, brothers and sisters, I, I recommend highly that you do that. But going on. So many of us have experienced this journey. If you haven't, I, I, I pray that you experience this. And if you haven't experienced it before, maybe you might be experiencing it now. The bottom line is we have to realize that Yah is doing a great work in our lives. He did that to show the rest of everybody that sees us that there was a change within you. And when he comes to reveals himself to you, we can't keep living in the same way that we once were living. Shalom. So let's look at verse 8 and 9. I want to kind of get through this quickly. Um, if you have any questions further about this, please email me and I can, I can answer any questions that you may have. Okay, so verse 8 and 9 okay, of the same chapter. It says, after he became clean, after he became clean and was no longer blind, something began to happen. People started to notice. Like, wait a minute, this guy was blind. This guy was sitting there begging a second ago. Now look at him. How can this be? Doesn't it sound familiar, brothers and sisters? This is the same thing that happens to us when we are walking around um, with our friends, though, our old way of thinking, our old way of doing things. And we're walking and doing like they do. And all of a sudden we change. I was like, wait a minute, you was once doing what I was doing. What happened to you? I remember when. I remember when. I know you've heard that. I remember when you used to do this. I remember when you used to do this. I remember who used to be around. I remember, I remember. What made you change? Right? And because you were excited about the changes you went through in your lives, you go to tell them about it. You want to show everybody. Just like the blind man did. The blind man was excited. The people were looking around saying, like, what happened? You was blind. Right? Because you're excited, you want to show everybody. Yah is the one through his son, Yahushua, that made me clean. He showed me that what I was doing was wrong. That's what you share. Yeah, Yah, you got you to gotta learn about the, my creator. You got to learn about the, the, the self-existent one. This is what he did for me. He showed me this was against his will. And then I'm sure if you're telling people about it, you might have questions. This is what we go through. This is what happens when you get out of your spiritual blindness. People around you see you, and then they start asking, they start questioning you and wondering what's going on. But if you notice something, again, you keep reading this story. If you look at verse 15 through 21, you'll see something changes. Yeah, he's proud about it. But then all of a sudden, the people didn't believe him. They questioned him. 
They didn't believe that he was once blind. He was born blind. And then, of course, they had a problem that he was healed on the Shabbat. They accused the Messiah of having a demon. The man went through obstacles just from being healed. Who has experienced that? That's hearing my voice. You've been cleansed. You've been set apart. And now you've been faced with obstacles from the rest of the world. He couldn't just rejoice and be happy because it was healing. The scripture says that he had to defend it. He had to defend, he had to defend his healing. Are you anybody out there defending, defending the things they've gone through? Defending why they are the way they are now? He had to defend it. And I'm sure we go through the same thing. I went through the same thing. People won't believe you, that you're a new creature. They will do everything to discredit you. Ah, ah you'll, be, you'll be back to doing it just again. Don't worry about it. You aren't saved. I remember when you did, were doing this. You know? Brothers and sisters, I hope you're listening. They're going to say it to you. If you and this is transformation right now, if you're hearing my voice, you will receive this as well. No way you are different. You're going to make you think you're crazy. I had a family member say that because I wanted to follow the truth or find a, a place where the true uh, uh, words are being spoken about the Mashiach. He said it sounded like I wanted to join a cult. People are not going to be receptive to the way to this way of life, to this way of thinking. People will say all types of things. Oh, the rest of the world is wrong and you're right. But if you begin speaking about what you went through, your experiences, your cleansing, your changing through Yahushua's name. People will tell you all types of stuff. It doesn't matter. They may even still say that is it, you know, they may tell you, oh, you just had a demon, or it's a cult, nothing happened. You know, you gotta really be careful and you gotta see this type of thing that takes place when you start expressing the enjoyment of your spiritual awakening. You have to think look at the, the similarities of being woken up to the knowledge of the truth out of spiritual blind blindness to what the blind man went through in the story. Once he received his sight. The bottom line, brothers and sisters, is that once we receive our spiritual sight, the enjoyment of it is going to be short-lived. Hallelujah. Because I've experienced this myself. When we start sharing the things that we have known with our friends, the things that we are learning with our friends, everyone will not always... <laughs> when I always agree with you. I mean, everybody has different experiences in life. Everybody hasn't. There's a lot of people that have ne will never know what it's like to receive a miracle, or they'll see miracles and they'll just you know dismiss it as something scientific or whatever like that. They'll never understand what it's like to experience this these blessings that you might have experienced. So you're going to get some pushback. I mean, especially when you share what you know. I've had people tell me that there's that they don't believe in the spiritual life. They don't believe in that type of stuff. And I had to tell them. And even after I explained what I experienced, they tried to tell me, oh, that was just some, you know, you were half asleep when you did that or whatever. They'll try and find an excuse to, 
to discredit what you actually experienced. But you can't let that discredit you. You can't let that discourage you or disturb, you know, take away your determination. Just because people don't believe it doesn't mean it's not true, brothers and sisters. So you know within your heart what is true. You will get pushed back. You may get pushed back from your mom. You may get pushed back from your dad. You may get pushed back from your wife. I've seen brothers, I've seen couples break up because one person woke up to the knowledge of the truth and the other person refused to see it. Shalom. And this is why the Mashiach tells us in Luke chapter 12, verse 51, he did not come to bring peace, but to bring division. He came to bring a division. So think about that if he did. If he came to bring a division, he came to show you the truth. The truth is telling us that the Sabbath, the seventh day is a Sabbath, which is today. But the rest of the world believe in that uh, the first day of the week is worship, the Sunday worship. And a lot of times when you go explain that to people, they don't want to believe you. Even after their pastors tell them, like, yeah, we know that the seventh day is a, the Saturday is a day of worship. But we as Christians took this day over. over. These pastors, a lot of these pastors know, brothers and sisters. If you don't believe me, go ask your pastor. A lot of times they'll say, and I've heard it, they'll say, oh, we don't teach that because it's not, it's not the meat and potatoes. Well, no, this is the meat and potatoes because our creator instituted the, create, the seventh day Sabbath at the beginning of creation. Hallelujah. So, brothers and sisters, we have to you know, think about this as we are waking up. Okay, so I was blind, but now I see. You're going to get pushbacks, no matter what you tell them, your belief at the brother, the, the Mashiach's name, the father's name, the days of the week, you're going to get pushbacks. Same thing when the Pharisees was questioning the man who was once blind. The Pharisees even told the man that he had no right to try and teach them about the scriptures when he was born in sin. The Pharisees, <laughs> we already know that the Mashiach had problems with the Pharisees of his time. They were adding to the law. They were doing all types of stuff. Talking about wash the outside of the cup while the inside of their, their cup was dirty. Brother Shaul was once a Pharisee. Or Brother Paul, as the world knows, is Paul. So he had a problem with the Pharisees. The Pharisees were teaching false things. Teaching wrong things about the scriptures. But they said that he can't teach them nothing because they were born in sin. But wasn't the Pharisees born in sin? A lot of us who wake up and become that, that say, oh, I'm, I'm a preacher. They come, we come out of sin. We feel like a calling. So we're looking at how this walk, when you're, when you're, physic, when you're spiritually awakened, you get the same pushback as what the blind man did, at the, as pushbacks of the blind man. I'm sorry, I'm brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, this is the type of stuff that we should be expecting as we go through this walk, as Yah opens up our eyes. You know, usually when we're blind about things, we go with anything. The blind leads the blind. We go through, we follow everything when we're blind. A lot of us jump, fall off the cliff because we're following somebody else blind off of a cliff. We go along with everything. We, be, we believe things that we should not believe. 
when people tell us like, no, that's not how it is in the scriptures. Instead of us like, okay, like them telling, like the rest of the world telling us a law is done away with when nothing about scripture tells us that. That's blind leading the blind. Nowhere in the scripture does the Messiah ever say, I came to do away with the law. He says opposite of that. Do not think that I came to do away with the law. But because the rest of the world says, hey, he came to do away with the law. It's been nailed across the tree. And that's not what he never said those words. I, put, I want anybody to find me those words. He says, I came to do away with the law. And send it to me. He never said that. And then when you go and you share to people, they don't want to listen to you. Life is not the way it is. The way you are given life from birth, that's not the way it's supposed to be. But when our eyes are open, we can now start seeing the complete will of Yah. He manifests his will through us in despite our darkness, in despite of us being blind to truth from birth. I want you to read something real quick, brothers. Since I know we're looking at brother, the book of John, but let's go over to Isaiah chapter 42. And we're going to come back to John, don't worry. Or Yachanan. But Isaiah, or Yeshayahu, chapter 42, verse uh, 6-7. I'm almost done, brothers and sisters. I'm not going to hold you long today. Because again, it is the Shabbat. 42, chapter, chapter 42, verse 6-7. It says, I, y'all, have called you in a righteousness, and I take hold of your hand and guard you and give you for a covenant to a people for light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. And then I want you to go to verse 16 in that same chapter. And he says, and I shall lead the blind by a way that they have not known and paths they have not known. I lead them. I make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These matters I shall do for them and I shall not forsake them. Hallelujah. Yah said that he would do that for his people. And that's exactly what he's been doing. You Israelites out there that know who you are, according to scriptures. He brought you out of this. You may have heard something from another person that led you someplace, but it wasn't. If it wasn't for Yah's light or his spirit within you, or if it wasn't for him, you would have never gotten this information to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to think about that. As we are waking up, we're going to be faced with a lot of obstacles. Even just faced just in the simple fact of us telling people we are Israelites. Look at what they did. They put those those camps, those people in there to, 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 to confuse us even more, saying that, oh, we can have multiple wives and the white man is a devil and all this stuff, nonsense, not teaching us how to live righteously. You have to be taught how to live righteously. This is a righteous walk, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter that if you know, it doesn't matter if you know that you are an Israelite from the 12 tribes. Again, during that time, they all knew who they, what tribe they were from, and they were still living unrighteously. 
Just look at the book of Chronicles, Second Chronicles, when it talks about all the kings. It's a very small number of the kings that was walking the will and way of Yah, and they all knew who they were. Even the Pharisees are all part of it, was parts of different tribes. But the Mashiach had a problem with them. We have to start thinking about that. You're going to receive obstacles, especially if you start sharing this word with somebody. You know? And if you all know you're on the correct path, like a lot of us do, you're not going to care what obstacles you're faced, just like Brother Shaul. You're not going to care what obstacles you're, you're facing because according to scripture, you will be facing the obstacles the more you try and teach and do this walk right. This is against the rest of the world. And if you realize and you really look at it, if you look at the different, all the people waking up, how many are people waking up at a, at a, at an alarming rate just within the last five years? We should know that it's all part of prophecy. Yeah, I said the day is going to come when he will open the sight of the blind. Let's look at Isaiah, Yeshayahu, chapter 28, verse 19. I'm sorry, tw I'm sorry, chapter, chapter 29, verse 18 through 19. Sorry, brother, just let me get there. Chapter 29, verse 18 through 19. And it says, And in that day the deaf shall hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of gloom and out of darkness. And the meek ones shall increase their joy in Yah, and the poor among them shall rejoice in the set-apart one of Israel, or the holy one of Israel. Hallelujah. It's going to be a time, brothers and sisters. He says there's going to be a time the deaf shall hear of the words of the book and the eyes of the blind shall see. Are we in that time right now? How many of us are spiritually blind, just like the blind man and was woken up? We are in that moment. The blind are seeing and the blind are seeing and the deaf are hearing. Many of us have been listening to false teachings and doctrines for years. Because Yah has opened up our eyes to what truth is, we now have a new understanding of what the scriptures are trying to say. Yah is restoring the sight of the blind of his people as we speak. But once we have been woken up, our job is to walk in the newness of life he gave us. And it doesn't matter if anyone believes us or not. If no one wants to testify on our behalf, it doesn't matter. We must walk in the newness of life, brothers and sisters. The blind man that was proud of being set free, being restored, he had to go through so much ridicule and, and from the Pharisees because they refused to believe him. And you saw what he kept responding. At the last verse, when all the times people were asking him and questioning him, he told them, he told them and said, I've told you before, but you didn't believe me. Let's go there real quick. Chapter John. John chapter 9 verse 27 he said and he answered them I have told you already and you did not hear me why do you want to hear it again 
And he said, do you want to be become his Talmudim also? They kept asking him, no matter how many times he told him, you're going to get asked, like, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? Because they, they don't believe you. They don't want to believe that miracles can happen, that you can be woken up. Yah opens our eyes. Just like he woke, opens our eyes every morning and gives us the breath of life. He can also close our eyes because of our unrepented heart. So you brothers and sisters out there that's that's pushing and believing and knowing as well you should that you are Israelite, what does it matter? Are you repenting? I said this before. If you're not repentant and you're going to be unrepentant, Yah will close your eyes again, brothers and sisters. You know, people, you, you shouldn't be, uh, you know, surprised. You know, if you read the scriptures, our people kept rejecting Mashiach and he was there performing miracles right in front of their eyes. We're in a day and age where we don't see miracles like they used to see. And they still rejected him. But now we see these miracles. We don't even see these miracles now. We think it's going to be worse. You think it's going to be better just because, oh, you, you woke up to who you are. It's worse now. We don't even see the miracles that they was performing during those times we read in scriptures. They was performing, Yah was performing miracles in front of the people and they were still rejecting Yah and Yahushua. And he did so much for them with a strong hand. Our creator took our people out of Mithraim and he constantly kept telling us about he did it. Oh, no, we wouldn't listen, we wouldn't obey. So if, we were, if our people were seeing it then and still being disobedient, what do you think is going to happen now? It's going to be worse now. They were blind, and we still are walking around blind in this day. So if they would not believe, if the people would not believe the miracles that Messiah was performing and believe in Elohim while they were seeing it, do you think it's, it's kind of it's highly unlikely they're going to believe, believe us now with us just saying, oh, I'm no longer a sinner. Oh, I realize now I'm an Israelite. So, brothers and sisters, it's not supposed to be our even focus. Our focus is supposed to keep proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Proclaim the healing that Yah has done or taken place in our lives. You got to show, you show people that we were once blind, but now you see. And the only thing you can do is let Yah take care of the rest. You're not going to be believed all the time. This is a walk that he didn't say was going to be easy. He did not say our walk was going to be easy, brothers and sisters. Somewhere we'll be persecuted. We know about um, um, we know about what Revelation says about the slaughter of the saints getting killed and persecuted because of their beliefs, belief. That's going to stand true. And for those who are out there, there's plenty of people on the walk right now that are really trying to do everything the best they can according to the law and the testimony of the Mashiach. And a lot of those people are getting receiving death threats right now. So technically, if you're really doing it right, <laughs> the world's not going to like you anyway. So the only thing you can do, brothers and sisters, is embrace that. Tell people who you can. And for those who do not listen, dust off your feet. Hallelujah.
Brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave you. I'm done with that today. I hope that encouraged somebody. You know, we were all once blind. But now that we see, let's continue to wake people up and continue and continue to live righteously. It doesn't matter. You know, you can you can be woken up to who you are and still live an unrighteous, sinful life. Let's try. Let's at least try. The Mashiach said, be perfect for your father in heaven is perfect. I know the world says, hey, nobody's perfect. But it doesn't say that it's not possible. Scripture tells us it's possible because we have lots of instances or testimonies of many people in the scripture that was considered perfect. Job, Noah, Abraham, you know, um, uh, Enoch or Hanak, Hanak, I think that's how you say his name, right? Hanak was translated or taken to walk to live with Yah. So being perfect, people, the world says nobody's perfect, but scriptures tells us to strive for, 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 for perfection. Hallelujah. So I'm going to leave you with the ironic blessing, brothers and sisters. Because, again, this is the Shabbat, and I need to go and <laughs> finish enjoying this day of rest that Yah has given me. Wake up, brothers and sisters, and let's have a good, blessed day, and let it carry on the rest of our, the beginning of our week. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 6, verse 20 through to, 22 through 27. And Yah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is how you bless the children of Israel. Say to them, Yah bless you and keep you. Yah make his face shine upon you and show favor to you. Yah lift up his face upon you and give you peace. Thus they shall call, they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I myself shall bless them. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Enjoy the rest of your Shabbat. Shalom.